Welcome to the Teachers Who Quit podcast, the number one podcast for teachers who quit or really want to. And I'm your host, Tierney, your ex-teacher bestie. Enjoy the show. All right, so welcome to the show, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you on the Teachers Who Quit podcast. And to kick us off, I'd love it if you would just simply introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are, what you do. Yes, well, I'm so excited to be here. Um, thank you so much for the invite. I I think that what you're doing is really amazing, and um, a lot of teachers would will benefit from from what you're doing. And so I just want to thank you, number one, for uh, for the invite and letting me be here. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, so I'm Lauren Louder. I am the founder and owner of learn louder tutoring um, and burnout teachers and learn louder tutoring is kind of where it all started um, with my you know small tutoring business that's kind of what helped me leave the classroom to begin with um, and what kind of you know blossomed into what is now burnout teachers so um, I was born and raised in Hummelstown Pennsylvania it's a really small town right next to Hershey. So typically I just tell people Hershey because they, nobody knows Hummelstown and that's fine because it's miniature. So, um, but yeah, so I just tell people Hershey born and raised there. Um, I was an athlete my whole life. Um, I played softball and, uh, I went to, um, the university at Albany in upstate New York, um, to, for, for school and, uh, where I got my, uh, my degree in psychology, and um, I played Division One softball for four years, and then I um, <clears throat> moved down to North Carolina um, to get my master's in, in the art of teaching at Salem College. That was back in 2015, and uh, I've been here ever since. Love that. Okay, so I've never been to Pennsylvania. I'll put that on my list to go visit there, but um, I'm a Texas native still here to this very day. And mm -hmm. so I would really love to scale it back a little bit and let's talk about the beginning. So kicking it off with your teacher journey. Initially, what is it that inspired you to even become a teacher in the first place? Okay, so I'm gonna just warn you. I feel like my 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 origin story is not super uh not super um you know inspiring or impressive uh you know i like i said i was an athlete my whole life i like sports came first and you know i never knew what i wanted to be when i grew up um but i did always know what i didn't want to be and I knew I didn't want to be some hoity-toity business lady carrying a briefcase and like run into my next meeting. And, um, you know, I just like, I value my time and I've always valued um, my quality of life. So those two things were very important to me. And so after I graduated um, from UAlbany up in New York, I was a floundering washed up athlete um and i was like okay well now it's time to be an adult what are we going to do here so i decided to actually i started off i went back to school to um to get my like to go for for pt for physical therapy because i'm like okay i know like deep in my soul i love helping people like i love making connections with people i love helping others 
Um, you know, obviously I have the sports background. We'll just take it from there and we'll just, we'll just run with it. So I had to get all these um, prerequisites and I had to just, honestly, it took me about like two months. And I, I realized that like watching people's kneecaps move made me gag. So I was like, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not for me. Like I, medical stuff is great. I, you know, I don't have like a super weak stomach, but that was it for me. That was it for me. So, um, so my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, um, we were kind of in the same position, um, because, you know, we were doing long distance. He's actually from North Carolina. And so I was up in Pennsylvania, we were visiting each other and, uh, he was actually just finishing up. So he played against the Harlem Globetrotters for, for three years. And so he was also in kind of the same situation that I was in, like floundering athletes. What is next for us? What are we supposed to do? Um, and so you know, we, we just started talking and bouncing ideas off of each other. And we're like, okay, you know, I, I'm like, I love kids. Uh, you know, I always played teacher growing up. Like I just, and I love to be creative and, and create things and, um, you know, help others is really what the, 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 where, it, you know, what the bottom of it. And so, um, you know, and, and we shared that love of our quality time together and uh, being able to travel or, you know, having stretches of time off. Whereas, you know, other corporate jobs, you just don't get that. You get like two weeks of vacation and that's, that's about it. And so we were like, you know what, like what job encompasses all of these things that we, that are important to us and that we love. And we were like, oh, let's be teachers. So we, uh, so I, I applied to get my master's in the art of teaching and he went back to school for like a three-year degree, um, a whole nother degree, uh, cause he wasn't able to in our, in our, uh, in our area to do like, a, this isn't about Gabriel, but I'm going to tell you about him anyway. Um, but he, he was able to go back and get like a three-year degree cause he's doing like PE and, um, kinesiology and all that stuff. But anyway, I did my master's and so. Um, there we started our teaching journey together. And um, so that's kind of where it all started. Not inspira not inspirational, you know, nothing to make people go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. It was very, just very bland, very, but just how it happened. <laughs> that's okay. It's your story. So that's what mm -hmm. makes it interesting. So with that said, I know that upon my research here that you were a K through six teacher. So did you teach all of those grade levels? So I only, I was in the classroom for three years before I was like, I'm out. Um, but I did teach, uh, I taught third grade. I taught first grade. I taught kindergarten. Um, and, and in one of those years, it was a K one combo, which, um, I thought I was going to have to be institutionalized, but it actually turned out to be like a, a really great experience and like one of my best classes ever. But so I've taught, you know, like the lower end of, um, of my K through six certification, um, never above third grade, but, um, I like the little ones. And I am the complete opposite. So <laughs> I also have my cert is um, EC through six. Mm -hmm. I've done third, fourth, fifth, six. I haven't touched second or below and have no desire to. And now that I'm out of teaching, I never will. So I'm yes. not mad about it. Um, but anywho, with that said, uh, what content area did you teach? Were you completely self-contained there with those little ones? 
Yeah. So I had, um, yeah, so I just had my, my own classroom. I was, you know, gen ed. I, um, but I taught kids of all, um, you know, needs and, um, you know, I had a lot of kids walking in on my door with, with different, um, different levels, different needs. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just a, you know, general ed, um, normal teacher. Yes. So, um, definitely wanted to ask that because here in Texas, we even have some of the younger grades, like first grade who aren't self-contained, meaning they are departmentalized. So for example, um, at one school that I've worked at, the math teacher was one in first grade and they actually switched classes to a whole nother reading teacher. So that's kind of how we, uh, describe it here in Texas, but okay, cool. So completely, um, just you teaching all content areas. Yes, you. So, with that said, <clears throat> I see a quote that was very interesting from your Instagram. So I scroll deep in there because <laughs> okay. I always like to learn as much as I can about um, those who I'm going to be bringing on the podcast. And so, mm -hmm. you have a specific quote on there, and it says. Um, I felt like my decisions were being taken away from me. And my main focus was data, data, data. Disclaimer, I'm not against data. I remember sitting in a meeting one day after school going over iReady assessments and the pressure of growing each child by just looking at numbers on a page was frustrating to me. I wasn't able to be creative anymore. I had to read from a script from a program our school purchased. And if my principal walked in at 901 and I hadn't moved on to phonics yet, I was going to hear about it. This was not what I signed up for. I knew there was more out there for me. Um, so with that, a lot to unpack there. What um, was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? And as far as like, what was the pivotal moment where you were like, I know this is year three and I'm out? Or did you know from year one you were going to be out? So like walk us through that and um, the journey there and the roadmap, so to speak. Right. So my first year, um, so I actually taught at two different schools and um, my first year was very different. My first school that I taught at was very different than the one that I ended at. And I think I was just trying to survive my first year. Um, it was, uh, we had a new principal. We had, um, it was a, a very low income school. We had many, 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 um, many behavioral issues. It was just, um, but I absolutely loved it. I mean, I loved my kids. I loved my coworkers. Like it was absolutely such a wonderful and beautiful experience. Um, but you know, I feel like there were so many things at that school. I won't go into too, too many detail, but I will say one word, um, micromanagement. And so um, I was able to grab a new position um, at a different school, smaller class sizes. Um, my uh, my actually actually my mother in law was um, was was teaching at the in the classroom right beside me. So you know I had someone to lean on, and um, and it just seemed like there was going to be more freedom at that school. Um, so I took the leap and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Because, you know, every first year teacher, it's a struggle. Like you're, you don't expect to go in there and be like, okay, this is my dream job. Like everything's perfect. 
a first year teacher, I'm just like, I'm thankful that I'm like, just keeping my head above water. And I knew that I knew that got that going into it. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to throw the towel, throw my towel in after, after one year. And so making the change, I was hopeful making the change. I was hopeful, you know, I was like, okay, well let's, you know, let's just switch it up a little bit. And, and so it was absolutely wonderful. I mean, like I loved my school there too. I loved my coworkers there. I had an awesome, um, really understanding principal and people that I worked with. Um, but even though I had gone from one school to the next and, and been around really great people and amazing children, like I was still seeing patterns that span across education and not just the school. And so, um, so really what, what the, the straw that, that broke the camel's back was it was January 20, January of 2020. Yeah. And, uh, we, okay. So are you familiar with iReady? I am. Okay. And so iReady is, I think it's a great tool. And I think that, um, but I also think that it gets to the point where it's like, the kids are like, Oh God, kill me. You know, like I have to get 40 minutes of iReady in this week. And they just click buttons or they just, they get distracted and they're standing on their head at their chairs. And it's like, bro, I just need you to sit down and like get 10 more minutes of this. So it's like, also it's great practice, but it's, it can also like not be the best feedback for us teachers because sometimes like we don't really know what you're showing us through iReady. If you're just clicking things to get through it, if you're bored, if you're like, whatever. Okay. I think it's a great resource, whatever, but there, there comes along, those things comes along, you know, come along with it. Um, so anyway, January, 2020, we were just getting back from the holidays. We had like a meeting, um, like the first week and I felt like I felt good because, you know, us teachers know that sometimes a lot of things don't happen before Christmas, like growth wise. And it's like, until you get back in January and really, um, start getting through the the winter and the spring months, these kids like will just explode with growth, especially like the younger ones. And so I knew, you know, I was like excited to get back in there and, and really like push it and, and get some growth with, because I, I felt like what I was doing, I, we had a good thing going and we were going to get in a groove. And it was just, I was really excited for them to skyrocket after we got back. And so we had this um, data meeting after school one day. and. Uh, we were told we were given these worksheets to fill out basically like these organizers. And we were told to take our small groups that we had for the whole year so far, look at our iReady, our iReady data. So our numbers from iReady, that was it. And now rearrange all the groups based just on their iReady numbers. Okay. And so with that, I'm like, yeah, but so I'm, I'm rearranging my kids. I'm looking at my my organizer and I'm like, this. I know what Charlie can do and this is not the group he belongs in, you know? Or like, I know that Susie should not be here. I know she was really thriving in this group with this kid. And there's so much that goes on that we see in our classroom that I already can't tell you, okay? And so that was my first level of frustration. And then with iReady, so so they were slowly trying to make this um, like a school-wide, um, subject-wide curriculum for us, which I think is, is you know, they have, you know, their iReady reading and then they have their iReady math. And so we were starting with the iReady math and they were talking about possibly doing the reading. And I get it. Like, 
districts spend a lot of money on these things, but that's what it feels like is at the heart of this is like, oh, we spent a lot of money on this. So we're going to make this work regardless of like what, you know, what is, could be best is how it feels sometimes, you know? And so anyway, um, so then they were giving us specific interventions that were iReady math interventions, but these things were garbage. Like they were so boring. The kids, my kids at least hated them. They just were not fans. I mean, they were just like bland, like worksheet type, like, and I'm putting in air quotes. I know you can't see me right now, but like games. Okay. And they were just very boring. They would fly through them in like 10 minutes. But anyway, so they were wanting to, um, do these interventions now with our new groups and then um, document every time that we had done it and then um, document whether it had worked, if it didn't work. Um, and so basically present all this new data and yada, yada, yada. So it was just very tedious. I felt so micromanaged. Um, and I left that day after the meeting and I was like just racking my brain because, um, you know, like after college, I, I did. Um, softball lessons, like to just bring in some extra money. And I was thinking like, Lauren, we've got to find a way out of this, you know, like, how are we going to, how are we going to make more money? How are we going to, you know, give ourselves a way out of this? Because we can't do this for the next, you know, 27 years. We just can't. And, um, so I'm thinking, 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 and I'm, I call my husband on the way home and I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start a tutoring business. And he's like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to give myself two years to grow it. And then I'm out of here. Like I'm out of teaching. I'm out of the classroom. I'm going to give myself two years to do it. And, um, went home that day, that night started a, a Facebook, um, business page. And I just jumped in. I was like, you know what? I don't care if I fail. I don't care if no one bites at first. Like I'm going to do this and I'm just going to, what do I have to lose? Like what, what do I have to lose? So, um, I started it that night and within like a week I had my first client. And then in six months I had grown it to the point to be able to leave the classroom. So I was, I was make, calling my, my principal six months later to say, Hey, thank you so much. But I have this new opportunity and something that I've really found that is working for me both financially and um, every way, every way possible. So, um, yeah, so six months later, so I, I surpassed my goal, but, um, so that was really, that was really kind of what, what did it for me. That's what did it for me. Amazing. I love hearing that. Um, I resonated with so many different parts of your story. I know that I also read a post that you made and you were saying that you had to pry yourself out of your bed in the mornings and you would lay there until you have about like 10 minutes left to get ready. And then you panic trying to get out of the door and you were miserable six days out of the week. And yes. I was, when I read that, I was like, did we just have the same experience? Um, <laughs> because I definitely, definitely know that feeling. Um, yeah. And, and life, you have one, one life to live and oh, definitely right. making up filled with misery is not the way to go. And right. so I like it's so funny because people are like, you know, you're like an assistant principal, right? 
And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, but you're advocating for teachers to leave. And I'm like, yes, because if they're not happy, then they should find what makes them happy, what lights them up because they only have one life. And I feel that we see the great resignation happening, especially even more now with um, the education community and teachers, because when the pandemic hit, it really allowed people to really understand you know where where do they want to spend their time because you know it can be gone like this and so the fact that people were like you know I'm really working this job working as a teacher but I'm not happy with it at all I'm really unsatisfied like that was the push that really allowed people to say okay I'm going to do something differently and so with that I wanted to know a little bit about when you started this uh, tutoring business, did you have, because I know this is very popular, did you have any form of guidance? Did you take a course? Did you have a business coach? Or was it just you finding resources online and just figuring it out yourself? Right. So yeah, no, it was just me. And uh, it was just me. Um, I... I don't know. I just feel like I kind of stumbled through it and found the things that worked and just, you know, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I feel like I did my research. I applied it. I feel like I did things just, I stumbled through it. And so learned the long and hard way, um, what works, what doesn't. And, um, but no, no, no business coach or anything like that. Um, I'm really trying to think back. I don't want to give you any false information, but no, I, I think I just, yeah, I just kind of stumbled through it until I found what was working, what worked and just ran with it. So why tutoring exactly? So, um, I, you know, I, I know I get from a lot of teachers that ask me, like, what other things can I do with a teaching degree? And I, it's hard. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And I didn't know either. And I didn't want to take the time to Google it and figure out that like, oh, well, you actually need this degree to do this. And so I just, I felt like what, what do, what skills do I have that I can put to work right now? um, to help me meet my goal, which is to leave the classroom, make more money, have more freedom. And I work on my own time, have my own schedule. What are these things that I can do? Oh, I can, you know, create a business that lets me do all of these things, which is tutoring. I'm a teacher. I have experience with kids. I have experience with the curriculum. Um, I have experience with, you know, closing the gap. And so I just, I, I took, it was kind of like a, what, what, what do I have right now in front of me that will help me meet this goal that I have? And I, after just thinking about it and, um, you know, it, it was, that was the, a given for me. That was it. No, I get it. It like definitely just made sense. It was a logical, natural t- transition yeah. to go into yeah. that. And, um, I hear what you're saying. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of teachers do get bogged down in like, I have this degree, what matches up with that? And what I have found from, uh, having my own personal business coach over this past 2021 is mm-hmm. what's constantly said is it's about, are you able to get results for people regardless of what, uh, background or paper, so to speak, you have, are 
are you able to get results for people and repeatable results consistently? If so, right. people could care less about what degree or what paper you have. So right. I really try to encourage people to not box themselves in and think about what is it that you just enjoy doing? Okay. Do you have any knowledge and experience in it? Can you show that you're able to get results for people in this way if you're a service provider, right? And if so, go for it. Like it doesn't have to be perfectly aligned with your degree. And I think that's just like a mindset shift some teachers have to make. Um yeah. So let's talk about TikTok a little bit. When did you join TikTok? Okay. So um I joined TikTok, I think it was March of this year. Um uh, I think it was like end of March this year. Yeah. So why TikTok? Okay. So, well, okay. So when I started my tutoring business, I was like, uh, you know, when I started, it was blowing up. Like I was, it was going great. And, um, after a while I was thinking, okay, cause I'm like, I'm very, business mindset like i am all about okay like what's next what's next how are we going to grow this thing what is next because and you know as a teacher like there's so many or there's not very many opportunities for teachers to advance i mean obviously you know like you can you can um become administration um you can but but really in the classroom like you can't really advance like you that's what you are um and so if administration isn't for you, then it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm a teacher and that's, and that's great. But if you're wanting to move forward and advance your career and climb the ladder, like it's just impossible as a teacher. Um, so anyway, um, so I thought, um, okay, so how are we going to, you know, how are we going to grow this thing? How are we going to, what's next for me? Um, and so, you know, I was like, okay, how can I help others? Um, how can we scale this? And um, so I, I was like, okay, you know, I've done this. I have, I have shown that I can do this and I, I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Um, so why not help other teachers um, who are also burnt out or have, who have also gone through the same thing? Why not help them do what I did or show them that there's a way to do what I did? And so I was like, you know what? Okay, we could get into, um, you know, turn this kind of into like a coaching opportunity. And so I was like, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna start this? And you obviously go through all of the limiting beliefs, like, why me? Like, why would anyone ask me or come to me? Or what do I know that like someone else doesn't know? Or so all of those things I struggled with for months before I I even had the courage to like start it. But that's the thing, it's like you have to just start small. You have to just start small because if you don't, you will never start. You will never start. And so I, I started small with a Facebook group. And so um, I, I started my Facebook community, which is um, burnout teachers, getting out of your own way to pursue your dreams. Um, a little lengthy after the fact, but um, once I go back and think about that, but that's okay. I wanted it to, to say exactly what I wanted it to say. Um, so, but anyway, so I took some time to kind of grow that a little bit and um, see what I could do with that and, and kind of using it as a place to um, have a have a, a community for burnout teachers, but also give them value and maybe try and like, you know, see who I could help. And, and so then I took that and I, I took it a little bit to Instagram. And so then I started um, kind of offering some value on Instagram. And then um, through kind of like a, um, 
not like a personal mentor, but um, another another woman in the field who I, you know, kind of followed a lot. She's, she does a lot of coaching and um, a lot of um, like social media things. And, and she really like sang TikTok's praises. Um, and so I was like, well, okay then. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to take this to TikTok. And so it's funny because I... Um, I actually, you remember when Vine was a thing? Okay. So, um, I, uh, so I actually dabbled a little bit in Vine, um, back in the day when it was a thing and I had like 14,000 followers or something like that. And so I knew somewhat about building an audience and community. Um, so I was like, why not? You know, I, and that, uh, honestly, another one of my passions is like, um, media and, um, you know, like editing and, and, um, making videos and, and that sort of thing. Like I grew up doing that with my sisters and my cousins and we did, we, we did stuff like stupid stuff like that all the time. And so I was like, you know, this really is another one of my loves. So why not combine it with also like trying to help people? And, um, so yeah, so then, um, I started, I put out my first post. I, I just started small again, started small and, um, a hundred followers became 200 and then a thousand. And then before I knew it, I was like, a, like, I don't know, I think I'm somewhere around like 170,000 now. Um, so yeah, I don't, it's crazy. Um, but I, I absolutely love it and it's so fun. And, you know, I, I go back and forth between like, okay. Um, because you know, I, I love to help people. I love to make people laugh as well. I think those are the, like two things that just light me up. And so being able to make videos that, sometimes aren't even like a lot of the times aren't even like my tutoring business related are just so it's great because I feel like a lot of what I do with my platform is, is just to bring awareness to a lot of things that teachers go through and bring light to a lot of the situations that teachers, um, you know, go through as well. And so it's so, it's so multifaceted because it's like, I'm helping people, but I'm also making people laugh, but I'm also, you know, it's like, I'm also being able to explore my passions through making videos. And, um, it's just like, it's just been such a game changer and so fun. Um, so TikTok has just been, has been it, it's been it. So, yeah. So did you ever think that it would pop off the way it did? Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I would not have guessed if you had told me like, Hey, you're going to have like 170, whatever thousand followers, um, before the year is out, I'd be like, what, what? Um, I don't, it's crazy. Like, I just, I don't, and I'll post videos sometimes where I'm like, Neh, and they just pop off and I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. So no, it's very shocking. It's very shocking. A lot of times, like, just to, just to think about like where it is now. And I'm just like a year ago, I would never have guessed that that would be doing what it is today for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I am a fan of TikTok. I love TikTok so much. Um, I have multiple TikTok accounts, but, uh, when it comes to like my consulting business, never in a million years, like for me, I always loved YouTube and I mm -hmm. wanted so desperately to make it so big on YouTube. That was not mm -hmm. my journey. <laughs> and so um, pivoting to TikTok, I remember I like dabbled in it, no success at all. 
um, interviewed a teacher who is like big on TikTok and mm-hmm. she was a first year teacher. And I was like doing this series on my YouTube channel interviewing first year teachers. So I was like, I have no success on TikTok. She was like, just keep going. One video will pop off. And I was just like, oh, my God. And that surely did happen. One video did pop off. And then from there, I was like, okay, I started this thing in June. And then for some reason, now I have Mm -hmm. like 16,000 people following me wanting help with classroom movement. And I would have never guessed. Like, I didn't. For me, that is a lot, okay? I always, like, envision, okay, you're in a room, 16,000 people. I know. Like, even you, you're in a room, 170,000 people. And it's just, like, amazing. And I just love TikTok because it's so authentic to me, the platform. Um, I am really not an Instagram lover. And it's so funny because, like, when I started uh, the Teachers Who Quit TikTok and the uh, Instagram, Instagram is doing so much better than the TikTok, which I find so interesting. But, like, I do not care for IG at all. But I love TikTok. And I can spend hours on that platform. And I think it's really slept on because people are like, it's still a Gen Z platform. I must dance. And it's like, absolutely not. (laughs) Like, you can leverage it in so many different ways. And... What I like about what you shared, Lauren, is the fact that you just post this content that entertains people every now and then. You talk about the tutoring, but you're able to, I'm assuming, successfully gain people who are interested in learning from you about how to start a tutoring business. And you're able to bring them into your funnel, so to speak, and be able to coach them. And it's not from being so salesy, but just showing up as your authentic self. Yes, exactly. And that's so important to me is being authentic. And I feel like back when I was on Vine, that was something that I struggled with, you know, I don't know, like 10 years ago, maybe and, and have grown so much since then. But that's one thing that's so important to me is being authentic and showing up as my authentic self on TikTok, because that's what building relationships and helping people and and, you know, growing your business is all about is being um, who you are, being authentic. Because people people will um, latch on to that. People can identify when it's not and and will, will definitely cling to that. So, yeah. 100%. And um, so with that, how um, has TikTok helped your business as far as when you decided that you kind of wanted to scale, you wanted to be able to just show teachers the way on kind of how to do and follow the blueprint that you followed. Um, how many teachers have you been able to service, um, and coach them on that since you started your TikTok? Um, so my TikTok, so once I started that, then I started kind of working with teachers one-on-one and, um, honestly, I, I can't, I don't even, I can't tell you a number, but I've talked to so many, so many burnout teachers who after, you know, kind of working with them one-on-one, um, I decided because, because it was so many that I was like, gosh, I'm mighty, you know, this is my time is now become, I don't want to become burnout again. Right. And so there I was again with like, okay, what's next? How can we, what's next? How can we scale this even, even more? And so I thought, you know what, like, why don't I've, I've talked to and worked with so many teachers. I know exactly what they're struggling with when it comes to starting. I know exactly how I started. I was like, why don't I condense all of this and put it into a course 
um, which the platform I use is Teachable. Um, and so why don't I put it into a course, um, lower the price, and um, make it to where teachers can work through it on their own time. Um, because Lord knows teachers do not have much time, um, especially if they are working still full time in the classroom, um, like I did to start the business. And so I was like, let me just fast track everything that I did. They don't have to search for it. They don't have to try and figure it out on their, on, on their own. It's all there for them. And so, um, I decided to, to put everything into this course, um, in July, this summer. And, uh, it's been awesome. I mean, the people that it's reached and the people that it has helped, um, I just, that is really where it's at is, you know, cause a lot of uh, coaching can be, can be scary. And a lot of people aren't ready for coaching. You know, they, it's a time commitment. It's, um, you know, it's can be expensive, which if you're working with someone that is qualified and that, um, you know, can get you results, it's worth it. Um, but I get that it can be expensive and it can be a time commitment. Um, so yeah, so just making that, that choice to kind of put it into a, an easily accessible, cheaper, um, type of way or, you know, type of platform for them to, to do what I did, what has just been, has just been such a, a game changer and, um, really, really helpful for a lot of people. I love that. And so if we have a teacher who is really trying to quit or maybe someone who freshly quit mid-year because this episode is going to be a part of the very first ones that I release out to the public in January. So with that, um, it's mid-year, right? Many teachers just quit. How can they successfully launch their own tutoring business? So let's go ahead to your course, right? So when we're talking about your course, if someone just quit teaching, wants to purchase your course, can you walk us through a little bit of what they would learn as a result of enrolling in your course? Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people, well, let me back up before I answer this. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like I don't have the money to start a business. And when it comes to starting a business, like I spent zero dollars, zero, okay, zero dollars to start my business. Um and really, because I I did it through social media, and um and but this is you know the way that I did it is mapped out through my course. And so let's say that someone were to buy the tutoring toolkit and they open it up. So here are the things that that they would see. So the first um, is just my smiling face. I introduce them to um, you know the course and um, tell them what to expect and um, to have grace with themselves. And um, it's a process. Um, but um, then it kind of leads into different modules. And so um, my first one is, um, is, and it's in order of the way that I did it. So building a Facebook business page. And so there's a screen recording. It's, you, I'm physically walking you through because I know that some people aren't super tech savvy. So this reaches even the, the you know, less, the least tech savvy of them all. Um, but it walks you through how to build um, your own Facebook business page. Um, and then there's a module that shows you how to then take that and run Facebook ads. This is great for people who want to tutor, um, not just locally, but online as well, because Facebook ads will reach anybody and everybody. And it does not limit 
um, who you can reach as a client and especially, I mean, if it's virtual, like you can tutor someone wherever, um, wh whoever's looking for it. And so, you know, fa Facebook ads are great for people who don't want to limit themselves. Um, and then, um, there's a module on how to borrow other people's audiences, um, through, um, you know, different Facebook groups and how to market and advertise yourself, um, successfully. Um, I even have, um, uh, a PDF with all of the advertising prompts, basically everything that I said and used, um, to attract the clients that I did. Um, so that's included. And then I have business and rat card templates. So all they have to do is punch in their information and then, um, print or order through, um, uh, through Canva. And then, um, they'll have my welcome letter, which is, um, so another huge thing of starting a business is our, you know, setting boundaries and figuring out what your boundaries are. And so me as a people pleaser, I have always struggled with the aspect of boundaries. Um, and I have always, always, always kind of just been like, okay, yeah, like whatever you want. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when it comes to starting a business, like that doesn't work anymore. And so that was like such a huge part of my business was learning how to learning what boundaries to set and then how to successfully set them. And so in my course is also my welcome letter. So basically like scaffolding for my parents, you know, my clients, what, here's, what's going to happen. Here's what I expect from you. This is what's not okay. This is what is Okay. Um, laying it out for them so that they don't have to have a client show up and then they're like, oh crap, like I I didn't tell them this ahead of time or, you know, I, I this doesn't work for me, but I didn't say it in the beginning. So, oh, I don't know how to get out of this. Um, and then my contract, my legal contract, which was um, written for me by a lawyer friend. Um, um, but, it, you know, working with a lawyer to draft something like that is very expensive and it was not cheap for me, um, but it's actually included in my course as a freebie um, for, you know, um, for tutors to use. And um, it's got everything laid out um, with all the legal jargon you need to make yourself sound very professional and like you do not want to be messed with. Um, but you know, it's got all the things that will help protect you, protect your business and, um, basically everything you need to start, grow and protect your tutoring business. I love that. I'm so excited for those who are listening to this episode, because if you get this course, you will be able to learn a through Z. There's really no excuse why you wouldn't be able to have a successful and thriving um, tutoring business if you were to take Lauren's course. So thank you, Lauren, for sharing all about that. Um, mm -hmm. We'll definitely make sure to include that in the show notes for everyone to get a direct link access to it. It's open all times of the year, right, Lauren? Oh, yeah. It's open, open, open all the time um, for whoever, whenever. I know that people go through different seasons and um, have different financial reasons. So I don't ever close it off. I don't ever like open enrollment for a certain amount of time. Um, but yeah, it's always, always available. That is amazing. So where can the listeners connect with you online? Give us all of your platforms, including the Facebook group, if that's still open. Yes. Okay. So um so I have um, I have my TikTok, which is just at Burnout Teachers, 
um, and it's burnt out teachers. And then um, I have all one word. And then my Instagram is also under the same name at burnt out teachers. Um, <clears throat> and then my Facebook community is um, burnout teachers colon getting out of your own way to pursue your dreams. Um, and I also forgot to mention, I do have something I added on this year. So with my, with the tutoring toolkit course, um, I actually did create another, um, Facebook community. Um, and it's kind of small and fresh right now, but it is for, it's an add on at the bottom of the toolkit where, um, you can, you can buy access to this Facebook group and it's for people specifically that have bought the tutoring toolkit. And um, they're able to kind of bounce ideas off of each other, like, okay, what's working for you? Where have you posted? Where, you know, and that's a group that I can come in and answer questions, go live, um, connect with you that way. So if you buy the tutoring toolkit and you're like, oh, I want a little extra support, but I don't want to do the coaching, the Facebook group is a, is a good way to kind of have people to lean on as you're also growing your tutoring business alongside others. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great add-on to just have um, a space and a hub to connect with others who are starting the journey just like you. So mm -hmm. that sounds amazing, Lauren. Thank you so much for your time and for being here on the Teachers Who Quit podcast. Um, all of the resources that she just shared will be linked down in the show notes. So thank you, and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Teachers Who Quit podcast. Keep listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe and leave us a review to get a shout out on our socials. And remember to shamelessly choose you.